0: You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Hey, Al, what I mean, it is your boy Al Mega. Welcome to the brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. And today we have A guy that's all about supporting indie community just like we do. I mean, he got a fire project out right now, right? It's about helping indie get on the Roku platform via the Madness Comic Network. Let me introduce this legend, this future star, the messiah of indie comics over here to try to help the community, the
1: one, the only pop. That's the best intro I've ever had. Best intro ever, hands down. I ain't gonna lie, that was awesome. <laughs> Thanks for having me, bro. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. I'm
0: happy to have you, Pops, because I see what you're doing out there, man. You are a pioneer, an entrepreneur. You're trying to help this amazing independent community. Level up on a scale that I have not probably leveled up before, but you know. But I want to reel it back just a little bit, all right? Because before we get into this baby, this amazing project that you have that has 26 days to go, you know what I mean? And you know, we need to get there, folks. This is important, and you're going to understand why in a little bit. So, uh, let let them all know. For those that don't know, where is popped? VZ originally from and what was the first thing in fandom that you ever fell in love with?
1: Wow. Okay. Well, let's let's go. I was born in Minnesota. Okay. Born in the South Minneapolis. They even had comics there. <laughs> um, they had spinner racks at the drugstores and the uh, grocery stores, but there was no such thing as a comic store. You know what I mean? There was no comic book stores. But, was <laughs> but my first love in fandom was mythology. Okay. I was a mythology nerd. Like a third grade teacher gave me a kid-friendly version of the Trojan War. Tell me how that works. I don't know. But, you know, <laughs> basically, it was like yeah, no, it, there was no gore, but it was a story about heroes and gods, right? And it was like, ooh, you got my attention, okay? So I Read everything I could in mythology: Greek, Norse, Egyptian. Anything I could get my hands on that was mythological, folklore, okay, stuff from the past, cryptids. I didn't care. I ate all that stuff up. So I was about, I don't know, I guess thirteen, probably, maybe fourteen, and I'm at the store with mom, and I look at the spinner rack and Defenders ten, Thor versus Hulk. It was the Finale of the Evil Eye crossover between you and the Defenders, right? Mom, can I get this? Because you know, back then you asked mom for money. You didn't yeah, just kind. yeah, exactly. You didn't just put it in the car like you buying this. Yeah, and you and you didn't have money of your own unless you, you know, folks was rich or whatever. You know, it's like so. She's like, "Are you going to read it?" And I was like, "Well, Thor, Mom." And she, as soon as I said Thor, she knew it. Okay, go ahead. You know. <laughs> So I get home and I start reading it and I realize it's the last or next to last book in the storyline, which crosses over between two different titles way back in the 70s. So I'm going back to the spinner racks and I'm trying to find the past issues that have been jammed in the back, (laughs) the new books in front, right? It took me probably two months to find all the books in that story and some of them weren't in very good condition at all. But I didn't care because I wanted to read the whole story. Right. And that was what launched me into comic books and and being a comic fan was the fact that my mythological hero somehow was in comics. I didn't know that. Okay, We didn't have social media back then, guys. Everything wasn't at your fingertips. It was
0: word of mouth if you got lucky and if you even knew someone. That's the term.
1: I know a guy. (laughs) <laughs> i know i know there was thor comics back then but i didn't know that myself back then you see what i'm saying i never looked at those spinner racks that one comic just happened to jump out at me that day and it was like what's that you know i mean if i had ever seen that thor title on one of the books i'm sure i would have jumped in earlier but i just and like you said know, we didn't have social media we didn't have too bro, I grew up from the cartoon
0: generation, GI Joe, Transformers, all that good stuff. Like, who knew that that was comic books? When I when I right. saw that at the newsstand, I didn't. I never experienced the spinner rack, folk. Never. I have never experienced the spinner rack experience. And everybody talks about this mythological 7-Eleven spinner rack. I was grew up in New York. We didn't have 7-Elevens. There was no spinner rack. It was always, you know, a, a solo phone stand, and that's that, period. Yeah, I, I
1: get it. We didn't have
0: newsstands, though. Oh, you see? But I, I experienced that. My mom was buying me Savage Soda Conan at an age that I should not have been reading Savage Soda Conan. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That's why I love Conan. Like, thank you, Mommy. <laughs> you do hear that. That's awesome. You know? All right, so... Well, I want, okay, so you got into your comics and all. So growing up, you got into your joints. Were you alone? Because, you know, you're telling me you're searching for these books. So you didn't have anyone to trade with at the time? No tribe? You were a a lone wolf geek?
1: I I had a cousin when I was older, and, you know, a serious collector as I got older. I had a cousin that was also a serious collector. And, you know, I learned a lot from him because he had way bigger collection than I did and he tell me what was what and what was good to get you know but that was it there was no crew you know i mean i was one of them weird kids that fit in a little bit everywhere but fit out a little bit everywhere too if you know what i'm saying i had friends that were jocks because i played football but at the same time i had friends that were the guys you know oh my you know what i mean i had friends that were everything i had friends in every circle it was weird. But at the same time, there were people in every circle that didn't like me because I had friends in other circles. Yeah, just like me. Like I, I, I was that. The, I was the Uber geek. Meaning, I
0: love music. You know what I mean? I love my comics. I love movies. I love technology. I love to learn, learn, learn. A big shout out to Angel Yo, <laughs> I was popping, brother. All right. So yeah, that, that, that's what it is,
1: man. I, I love that. All right. So even though you were by yourself, but you were doing your thing. Yeah, I just, you know, I mean, evolved. Had a friend who worked in radio back in the day. Got in there, hung out with him a lot. Got to be part of what was going on at the radio station. Got to meet lots of cool people I never should have been allowed to meet. You know, I mean, I was nobody, right? But I got to hang out with some cool people back in the day. So, you know, it was fun, right? Did that that inspire
0: your future journey, just being hanging out in a radio
1: station? Well, it made this easier. There's no doubt about that. Coming out here and because, like back when I was doing CromCon in the beginning, I didn't, I didn't know nothing about the tech, but I could sit in this chair and be comfortable talking to people I couldn't see. Okay, you know what I mean. I was already good at that.
0: You were already a pre-podcaster before podcasting. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we had actually videotaped a couple of our radio shows from. The studio way yep. back in the day, dude. Even before Howard Stern did that. No, before there was pod, before there was YouTube. We're talking about the nineties. Yeah, Remember, Stern used to record his show from the studio and put that shit. Like at least for me, Channel Nine back in the day. Right, right. We didn't do it on no network, but we just did a couple of shows where we actually filmed them so we could show people what we did. Cool. You know what? What actually? What? It, what it was like working in a radio? Booth. You know, I got to interview Bobcat live in the studio. They came. They were in the studio with us. And let interview. you interview them, even though you weren't part of the radio. Well, I was. I was like,
0: dudes, answer the phone guy. Oh, set you on the phone guy. That's the phone
1: is, guy. It, as it, how I won Metallica ticket. So thank you to my phone people at radio station. <laughs> it was it was like this. He was the DJ, but he was also the production manager of the station. So his actual job was making production spots, the commercials and all that kind of stuff. That was his job, right? There's four different stations in this building. The only time he can get any work done is on the weekend when there's nobody there. Because there's always somebody barging into the into the studio where he's trying to get stuff done, right? So he wanted to go in on Saturdays. Well, they said, if you're going to be here all day Saturday, you got to do a radio show. Oh, damn. Well, he's still like, damn it, I can't get no work done if I'm doing a radio show. Hey, Pop, you want to come down here and hang out with me? And answer the phones for me, and pull music for me, and do all that stuff I would do. And, and they they could do. do my job while, while I do yeah. what I need to do. <laughs> yeah. we were friends. I was like, hell yeah! I want to be. I want to hang out with you at the radio station because I knew what went on there. People came in there all the time that were cool and dropped off their CDs and stuff. And oh, so you were getting promo. You were getting promo records. Where yeah. Fast? Yeah. I was with the little punch stamp in them, right? You, yeah. were CDs. It was CDs
0: then. Actually, I used to get no no. I, I had a friend of mine that was involved in a record pool back in the day. So I used to get those pre-stat record pool records before they were released to even radio. You know, I used to get such early records, man, like pro- promotional use only. I'm like, yo, man, my, my homie hooked me up. I really wish I had those records today. I mean, some of them were major records. Major.
1: I know what you're talking about, man. I had a bunch of them, man. It was fun, okay. So I learned, you know, how to hold music, and do all that, but I would answer the phone. They called me Pop Bell. You remember Mountain Bell, right? You remember yeah. Bell, right? Bell. Bell, I used to say, yeah. Ma, okay, they called me Pop Bell on the phone. He'd be like, Hey, I got work to do, but I'm gonna leave y'all here with Pop Bell. He's got the phones, and then he'd go do his work and I would basically run the show for an hour. Nice. Oh, so he'd pop in every now and then, say stuff, but It was was a blast, okay? I got to meet some really cool people and probably never should have been in that position, okay? Nobody was going to hire me to work in a radio station. Dude asked me to come hang out with him, and I did. That's how it happened, though.
0: It's just the opportunity and you just recognizing the opportunity, saying yes, because folks, it really is that easy sometimes. You know, sometimes you should consider not saying no. Open your eyes a little bit.
1: Look, we were talking before the show. I told you, it's like, I, I i don't think I've ever in my life turned down a job that was offered to me. Because why do we? No. We not out. Or not? I wanted to learn it. I wanted yeah. to know how to do that. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we could do it. I need it later. In case I need that to fall back on later.
0: <laughs> Ooh, but that, I mean, that, that's a life talk. That's a, like a, a, a real piece of advice in life, folks say mm-hmm. hey, yes, yeah. bring it the fuck out. It, it, it'll be probably one of the hardest things you do because if you're not familiar with whatever they need you to do, but let me tell you, when you see the checks that they're offering you, you're going to be like, hell yeah, I'm going to learn this shit. So always be ballsy and get her done. So, Pop, so how did that lead into you even, your foray into, into doing stuff for comics going from radio? Was it years later? Did you take a break? Like, what happened here?
1: Oh well, I mean, it totally. That was like in the nineties, okay. And then I've done all kinds of different stuff. I've taken uh, what do you call them? Uh, those vacations that you didn't plan on. Okay. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm t- I've been on a couple of those. I hear you. <laughs> the unplanned, just unplanned breaks in life. Those, yeah, those, those enforced vacations where you just you don't have much of in the, much of a choice. You kind of gotta go. Couple of those for, you know, we, I've been an advocate of, of
0: marijuana. My life. My life. Oh, man. You know what? I, I'm not going to repeat what I said earlier, who you remind me of, but when you say that, even reminds me further.
1: <laughs> you know, I've been an advocate all my life, and I, and I lived in a place, and I lived in Arizona where it wasn't okay. Okay. Uh, and I caught a couple of times with more than I was supposed to have, and God sent away. Okay. But it was just that, just we, Always just read that's how I mess my art.
0: isn't that sad. I mean, how do you feel that now you gotta bullshit and then you see signs everywhere? Come to our display. I remember seeing a video of some gentleman that spent 20 years in jail. And when he gets out, the first sign he sees is a dispensary sign. He's like, Are you
1: effing serious right now? Dude, let me tell you what. Um <laughs> Now, I advocated for this all my life, okay Legalization was something as important to me as free speech, okay all my life. it's been that important to me because I was a riddle kid I was a riddling kid, right, and the day I found weed, I was no longer a riddling kid oh wait so you you, you, you weren't the male exorcist, were
0: you <laughs> no. You know what I'm saying? It was like. The- well, Linda Blair was up on Ritalin, if you remember, for the Exorcist, and the, yo, let's prescribe a Ritalin, and people thought oh, maybe that's okay. not about little.
1: I'm talking about little kid. Oh damn, little kid. You know, back then they used to just diagnose you with ADEAs, whatever, and fucking drug you, right? That was what. But they did. But, but that
0: that that's that's the agenda in America, right? Let, yo, listen, who needs to figure it out? Here's some medicines, and just take this shit.
1: Right. So. The day I found weed was the day I quit taking my, and all my grades started going up. My ability to to retain what I was learning started going up. And it was like, I can remember, I can remember somebody asking me, hey, why aren't you taking those anymore? I said, look at my grades. And that's all I said about it. I didn't say what I was doing instead. <laughs> you know, whatever. I was just like, look at my grades. Don't ask me about them pills. I ain't taking them. Brilliant.
0: Excellent. Stay away from pills, folks. This is disgusting. A disgusting of traps in life, for real. Um, we don't need that. There's a lot of uh, natural remedies out there. Some real shit. All right. So you, you're doing all that. You, you said you're a riddling kid. I mean, how, how, how did the, the journey then start for comic books? When did you get back into it? Like to, to
1: want to support comics? That happened because just the the big couche thing <laughs> <laughs> when. When all the comms got shut down.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: So the big C-word had... Facebook group. I had my little Facebook group, and basically there was like 400 people in it, and we used to do little videos about, look what I got today. Woo-hoo, look what I got. Look what I got at the LCS, or look what I got in the mail. That was what the group was, was about. We all just talked about cool stuff, right? Then everything got shut down. Emerald City went down. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I did was message my friend brian Polito and say hey yo what are you gonna do well brian was like my francesca was on top of it she got my stuff before it went in the building they're shipping it back home i'm just gonna have a big online sale this weekend i was like wow that's a great idea brian can get away with that because he has enough followers and sure enough he sold a whole bunch of that stuff he it instead of right he sold it online instead of at emerald city right But it hit me. What about all my other friends? They don't have 50,000 people following them on Facebook or whatever. They don't have the (laughs) huge... What are they going to do? And that was when I turned my little look what I got group into a networking, a promotion group. And you've seen what the group looks like. It's nothing but people's campaigns, different people's shows, everything everybody's doing. There's no who can beat who posts. There's no arguments. There's no politics. It's networking. Yep. and promotion. Yeah. Group is this month, four years old. And there's 2,600 people in it. Oh, beautiful. Comic people. I look at every profile of everybody who joins that group and make sure that they like comics. I don't want no fake numbers. I don't want people that don't care. You don't want activists. Yeah. None of of that. It's it's about either side indie comics, right? It's about you guys. It's about your shows. Everything. Okay, Andrew knows he drops his he he links his show in the group all the time. I encourage that. Whether you're part of our network or not, that you drop the link to your shows in the group so that people see what you do. Beautiful. Okay. Now, hopefully, by doing that for the last few years, some of those guys will bring their shows to the Roku Network as well.
0: Oh, my God. All right. Before I bring up your Kickstarter, I need to learn a little bit about the origin of that idea. So tell me what happened, Pop, in, in your brain and in your life that you said, I think we need this.
1: What happened? It was about a year ago. When, I mean, I had a YouTube channel, right? We had our own madness shows, but it was like, how can I make something bigger than what everybody else is doing? How can I bring more people together and make something bigger? Okay, because you admit it, YouTube is saturated, dude—way Way oversaturated with comic channels, comic shows, and mostly hot
0: takes. And that's what people like too. They like the—they love the negative energy of the comic book side of things.
1: Yeah, I'm—I'm I'm, I'm not a big troll guy. I, I don't watch shows that troll people or or you know i'm just i'm not about the negative side of it i'm trying to help people sell books this is what you're here because yeah. you are trying to do
0: good things for the community as a whole and that's the type of people i want to keep supporting like you know regardless of what side they're on listen book the side it's about the project
1: i i don't know if you've heard my favorite analogy about the fence Go ahead. You know how you got a yard with two dog or uh, two yards with the dog in each yard and a fence in the middle, and that strip right by the fence is bare and clean because them dogs be running that fence all the time, and you know you can walk that right there and you won't step in no shit, right? Mm-hmm. But the farther you get away from that fence on either side, the more chance you're gonna step in some shit. Yeah. Ha! Ain't that the truth, man? They're on the middle. People sell books. I don't think any of the negative crap helps sell books. It might be funny. It might be getting you likes and views, but I don't think it helps sell books. And what I'm trying to do is help people sell books. Yeah.
0: I mean, listen, Pop. I've had independent creators contact me. Right. Hey, we love a feature. We'll send you some material. I'm like, guess what? Send me a PDF of your press release. I don't want any book. You, I want you to sell those goddamn books because that's your fucking bread and butter. Bo- Why are you giving this to me for a review? You know what? If you want us to review it, you can send us a PDF and you know, if it's not available yet, and we'll take care of it. That's all it takes. You know what I mean? And it goes in an archive that only the reviewer sees it. I'm not sharing this amongst my fucking team. Right. Only two people see it. Me and the reviewer. That's it. And then we do an honest review, whether you like it or not, but you know, it's about integrity, you know, and keeping it because I've heard nightmares from independent creator pops. I don't know. I mean, you say you've been doing this only four years, but you know a lot of independent creators. And I could tell you this: they've told me nightmares of them approaching other websites. And they are being asked for, hey, well, if you want a review, we'll charge you X amount. And we're and what's the tone that you want? How many stars do you want? Oh, and by the way, we also need X amount of copies of the book, like physical. I'm like, are you? And, and listen, this is, I'm not lying, folks. I, I don't want to throw these creators, you know, under the bus because maybe then they'll tie into whoever said that. I don't want to get into trouble. Yeah. But I, yeah, it told me this, and I find that shit to be the most disgusting thing <laughs> in the world. Bro. I mean, do that shit to the big two. Or even the premiere, because they could afford it. But if you do this shit to independent
1: career, just trying to come up, you are fucking disgusting. Yeah, I'm not. I'm blood. <laughs> <laughs> I've done so many shows. This on out of my pocket. On, on my time. No, so this is on my tab. Everything I do is on my tab. Why? Because I fucking love it. That's one. last year, okay, so the last year, we got to the point where, okay, I have a YouTube channel. Okay. And I was like, I'm going to do a little beta test. I'm going to see how many people I can get to bring their show or let me replay their show or simulcast their show on my YouTube channel and see if I can get enough people with regular content, consistent content together that we can maybe build a Roku platform that's an untapped audience. Okay. something different something new where there's people don't know about you guys they don't youtube they don't do that right so that was the plan now we nine or ten months later and we have 35 or 40 shows different playlists on the youtube channel you can go look at all the different playlists that's each different creator show okay you got the horror movie club We got Madness Gaming, three different gaming shows, The Fellowship of the D20, Reality Gaming, and Madness Gaming. We got all, you know, just all kinds of stuff. Monday Madness, Tuesday Morning Brew, Ask Chuck Dixon, The Baron Earl Show. There's just a whole bunch of good shows on our network, right? People that say, yeah, Pops, go ahead. Put me up on on your YouTube channel. They understood what I was trying to do. It's a beta test. Uh, we got Christy Shin. Christy Shin's Lunch Hour is on the Madness. Nice. Hyde Hermit Show. There's some, just a bunch of people, right? Romo Art. <laughs> the Stephen B's Bullcat Studios does a stream. We have our own open drawstring. Just a ton of content. That's weekly or biweekly. Okay, the Countless Corpses podcast, Omen Revelations guys. Just all kinds of different stuff. Well, it's 10 months later, and these guys have all been giving me consistent content. I think it'll work. So the next thing is getting funding. Trust me, people, if I had five grand, I'd just be buying this damn thing. I wouldn't be. Let's get into that. Look, 26 days to go for this
0: amazing Kickstarter right here, right? A shout out to the current 35 backers salute for you guys seeing the vision that Pops is trying to bring forth. I mean, if folks, with 26 days to go of that $5,000 goal, he's at $12.53. It is Friday. It is a payday, so don't give me no bullshit, folks. You know, if you guys are going to do some shit, you know what I mean? F that coffee, you know, you know, whatever. This is what you got to do. You don't need to go take your lady out tonight. You know what I mean? You can stream things at home for free. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe a bunch of flowers.
1: Maybe Maybe there's a it's a three pronged campaign. Okay, there's stuff directed at showrunners to bring your show to our network, which are very basic. Okay. Okay. You want to add your show to our network starting on January first going forward, but you don't want to upload any previous content. You just want to start fresh going forward. Twenty five dollars and you're in. Oh wait 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 wait. So you're
0: saying, okay, so $25 for the here to be part of the network. But the
1: caveat, I don't upload none of these because they could be fresh, new content specifically. That's okay. If you just want to start fresh going forward. Now, if you want us to upload previous content, so you have a library there already on the day we launch, there's three different levels of how many videos you can have uploaded ahead of time. Okay. Okay. And basically, it's just the more the more you're making Max work, the more it's going to cost. But it's still a great deal, okay? If you want to get 500 videos uploaded, if you wanted to upload your whole 500 video collection to our Roku network, it's going to cost you like 225. Well, shit, that's actually not bad price wise. That's not a bad. I mean, with
0: that amount of fucking videos, you know how much space that is, folks. Yeah. Think about space, and I dare you. I dare you look up a video hosting website right now with that amount. And just look at the average size of a video times that amount. And you tell me if they're going to host you.
1: Yeah, It's a lot of work. Okay. So we're trying to build this thing for the content creator. You know what I mean? I'm trying to make this affordable. Okay. Max is offering us a great deal to build this. Max DeVille from Atrocity Press. He's the guy who built Heartfisher's American Horror's channel. He built Heartfisher's American Classics, okay, American Horrors Classics. He's built like four other net or four other Roku channels. Those are what he's doing. He's offering us a great deal, guys. I'm not kidding. This this thing breaks down bare bones. We need five grand to launch this thing on the first of January. Bare bones. That that makes no difference. How many? new shows, how much work we got to do, okay, how much work Max has to do, it doesn't matter. If you All get right. in now for this deal, while this deal's happening, you're in. Okay, you're in for the whole year. We're budgeting this for the whole year on Roku. Now, for one month, it doesn't cost you $25 every month. $25, you bring your show, you're in for the whole year. For the year? For the
0: year.
1: For four five, Okay, there I think there's one where you bring fifty videos, we'll upload fifty. I think that's seventy-five dollars. Really? All right, wait, 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 wait.
0: All right, now now wait a minute, wait a minute. Fuck, now you're killing me here, Pop. You're fucking killing me. I I I am like you. You you're killing me. All right. So you're telling me if I do 50 pre-recorded shows that I just don't share anywhere, I'll load to you. No exclusive?
1: No. No, no, we, I don't want you to stop doing what you do everybody. Oh, do, do you hear this? Oh my God. We're just giving you another platform to be seen on. You, you hear this? Now, if you want, want to do, look, if you want to give us some exclusive content, that's cool as hell, right? Okay. I would want to do that, absolutely. Because again, my, I have an idea already in my head. I mean, all right, all right. I need to understand. My shows, my shows, personally, the Monday Madness, those are probably going to be exclusively on Roku once I launch launched. Cool. All right, all right. So what's the
0: frequency of the show then? Like, All right, I, this is an example. I go for the 50-show episode package, right? Mm-hmm. How does that get released on your network?
1: Just like b On Demand, just like Netflix. Oh. Binge
0: watch your whole playlist. Also oh, everything's gonna be there. It's not that it's a scheduled time or anything. Nope. It's you nope. go in and just throw on.
1: Yeah, you get to choose oh God. There. Look, and, and the other thing is, is we're gonna have an ad library of comic stuff of, awesome. of our people, right? An ad library that you can choose from, and you can play from our people, like like Jeff. Right you're fucking with me here, Pops. Look at look at this guy,
0: a man with the fucking. Finger on the goddamn trigger for real. So, wait a minute. So, not only do I get to put my show in network, but I could actually choose the advertisements that play during my show. Yeah.
1: And wow. when, how often, if you put them in the middle or the back. or I mean, look, Roku will play two at the beginning of your show, right? And that could be McDonald's, who knows, right? And that's where we get our ad revenue shares from is the Roku Ads that are played. And which is only fair because again, you know, you have to subsidize this to keep the, the cost low. Right. Okay. So I split 50% of the ad revenue that your show generates with you. Okay. okay oh, just damn. across
0: the board. And you know, it, you know, okay, and folks, I want you to understand that because if, if, especially with his beginning episode, he's getting he has to split that with Roku, I'm sure. And he's telling you that, right? They they Get yeah, theirs off the top. They obviously. get theirs off the top, and then whatever you get, you're already splitting 50 50. Split in 50, 50. Dude, the, holy shit. My head is off. Hold on, hold on,
1: hold on. Hats off to you. Because <laughs> That yeah. is fucking generous. That's each showrunner now, okay? And we're gonna, okay, look, YouTube yeah. doesn't pay you very well. Oh, what I know. I mean,
0: no blacklist you just for fucking saying certain words that I could, I I wish I could say them right now,
1: but I don't want this show to get. This is the the next. This is the next level of this. There will be no demonetization. So wait, 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 pop, bro,
0: bro. Are you telling me that Russell Brand could come on your show and not be demonetized
1: for speaking his shit? (laughs) Hold up, now. there's no thresholds. You don't have to have watch hours. You don't have to have followers to be monetized. The first time somebody watches one of your shows, you get 50% of that ad revenue. There's no bullshit, no thresholds you have to meet. The next thing that's really important is if you do do something that the FCC or the DMCA comes to me and they say, they send me an email and they're like, yo, pops, that gots to come down, bro. That's all that's going to happen. It's going to come down. You're not going to get strikes against your other content. You're not going to get demonetized. Your other content, right. is fine. You see what I'm saying? It's like yeah. we're not going to penalize you. We're going to do what they say and take that video down. You guys, that, that's the thing.
0: And I'm not going to understand that. So what if it, just because, all right, because I want to use Russell
1: Brand. I don't the YouTube and the Google overlords either. You see what I'm saying? So it's, it's only legality. I get it. I get that's it. But I, wanna, I wanna use.
0: Hold on. I want to use Russell Brand as an example because you know apparently you know he had the British government inter, interceding, if you will, in his monetization because they sent an email to, to, to YouTube. Right. Yeah. I mean, while well, I get that, do I have an opportunity to maybe argue
1: against it? Well, see, that's just it. If the FCC or the DMCA comes out. After- Comes to me with an email. It's going to be as an actual copyright infringement, not a scammer oh. saying they own your content. Okay. All right. But the FCC comes after us, it'll be you actually broke a law. I don't want
0: the FCC to go after you. So, comic we will never do that to you. At least I hope.
1: <laughs> I mean, the smartest thing to do is not break the law on your on your content, and it'll be fun. Okay. If you're up here trying to show somebody's movie. They're obviously okay. they find out they're gonna go to the DMCA. They're gonna prove it's their movie. The DMCA is gonna come to me and say, "Pop, take that down." Okay. All right. my question. All right.
0: YouTube likes to smack people, for showing on a trailer when they have
1: permission to show the trailer. Yeah, I hate it. That's 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 part of this. They they do that to us on the horror movie clip. I hate people it. Show a trailer and they be- we were given by the studio, but. By- and then they say, YouTube
0: is a piece of shit there. And yeah, yeah go ahead. I don't care if you, you fuck me up here. That's where they're bad. If a studio yeah. gives me a video, that's the only reason I will post it because the studio gave me permission. Like even today, I didn't get a strike, but they said, hey, this is now not being monetized because the studio said, but yo, studio, you gave me permission. Why would you do that? So, you know. Things like that need to get fixed, especially for us people as press and journalists. You know what I mean? Anyway, so this project, brother, I mean, so you said it for January, you have tons of bundles. I mean, people will get involved on so many different levels, you know, as simple as a dollar,
1: $10, they want to help. And then also it was talking about showrunners. We got six different tiers for people who want to. These sponsors are bringing an ad or have us play their ads on the network. Okay. Six different tiers for sponsors. Um, if you got a convention, right, that goes off in July, you can play ad for six months on the network.
0: Oh, damn.
1: Right? You can get one month, three months, six months, full year, VIP, which means anything I even think of going forward, you're already in as a sponsor. Wow. So, and you know, I'm always thinking, bro. So, you know, we got a VIP tier for sponsorship. And then we have fan rewards. If you're just a fan and you want to help us get this thing off, we got stuff to give you too. Beautiful. Okay. So we're we're trying to get this out to everybody. Okay. The showrunners, the sponsors, and the fans. We got stuff for everybody. Join the match. And I think I love it. Look
0: what you say here. If you have ads to place programs to watch, or, pro- or broadcast to get seen. This is for you. So, I mean, you don't even just have to be a constant creator. You could be an ad network looking to get them ads out there. You talk to Pop, and he's going to make sure it's connected to the hottest
1: shows on the Madness Network, baby. We also have one other cool thing. Hart Fisher being our friend, a comic guy, okay, and also having a Roku platform that's been up for years. He got 8 million views the last three years on the American Horse channel. Oh, damn. And, that, and that's a scheduled one movie after another channel. It's not like what we're building, a view on demand. Yeah. And he got 8 million views over there the last three years. What? That's a lot of pennies, yo. Know? That's a lot of little ad revenue. Yes, it started. is. He's playing an ad for us on his networks, telling them to watch out for us, Coming to Roku in 2024. So we already got our foot in the door over there a little bit. Look, I thought this through, man. I'm broke. I ain't got the money to market, but I can come out here and talk. And, and I this, can tell people what we're doing. And, and, and know, this what's important, Pop? Last record is obvious. I'm out here every day. Then that's what's year. important, Pop, that
0: you get out there, that you market, because you know what? Not only do I believe in it, but, you know, it's most important to see from the man that's putting it together how much he believes in it. When You know, you, you're doing the right thing. You're getting on these shows. You are just kicking ass. You're making it known, baby. And this is what's great. You know, I, I thank you for coming and bringing this to my attention. And a big shout out to Bracey, which was supposed to be here today and chit-chat with us. I don't know what happened, but it's all right, brother. Because when he told me about you, Pop, he said, you guys got to connect. And then we had that chit-chat, you know what I mean? It was just amazing. I am so, so happy, you know what I mean? So uh, I,
1: mean, I foresee, look, I'd like to take all these other networks like mine and bring it all together in one. Bring it all together in one big freaking mess, dude. You know what I mean? I, mean, I hear you, but I- you, got you, you got the uh, uh, Nita and Daphne's network. There's, there's all these networks of, of 10, 12 shows. You know, and it's like I want those 10, 12 shows to be part of the madness network as well. Okay. You got what 15 different shows that you run? I see big mergers here. Okay. The Darkening Network has like 40 shows. I see this huge thing that could happen. Well, we gotta make it
0: happen. Cause I got multiple shows as well,
1: just just through
0: comic crusaders, just as a blessing to my amazing team. Because uh listen, I mean, what are we pop without the amazing people that work with them at the end of the day, right?
1: I can't do this without those guys, man.
0: Yeah, me neither. I mean, a big son. I mean, I can't name them all because there's so many. But like Johnny, uh, Johnny, Antonio, uh, Tom, Chris, Random Dude. Uh, what's the name? Bobo. Um, I mean, Jesus Christ. It's just so, so, so many that I have on my team. Freya, Nightlight. I mean, you know, everybody comes up, Thursday Crusader. Everybody, the Bud, the you know, or uh, Chitlin, Drunken Chat. Everybody, everybody just comes up, does what they got to do every time, does a great job, and, and spread the awareness of amazing, amazing projects. And this is why I appreciate what you're doing here, pops. Because using Roku streaming, being as big as it is, I wanted to do this, but yeah, while I have showed, it would never be enough to fill a 24-hour daily schedule so that way then we could start again. You feel me? So what you're doing is about that content that, yo, we're not going to get, yo, if you're talking about 40 hours, that's almost two days without another show coming up, almost on every two- or three-day schedule. Insane.
1: No, this this is more like Netflix where you just go through the playlists and you pick no, up. So I
0: I think on a schedule when I watch shows. So I'm gonna watch this during this and bands, and I'm gonna watch this on this day and bands and this on this, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: I, mean, that I That's that's the cool part. Like for all our shows, you'll be able to go back and watch the very first Monday Madness all the way through four full seasons. That's really. Yeah. I so mean... The progression of the show,
0: we're gonna see Pop's hair go from black to gray. You know what I mean? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> now you see there. There's a
1: referral program.
0: Yeah, talk about this because you know you listen. Well, I mean, I, I will always
1: love to send people your way. So how can we help? And what's this about? This is the talk a friend into bringing their show into the network through this campaign, and you get a free three month ad. Anytime during the next year on the network, and if you bring three shows, you get the full year event. A point, yo, get. I could do
0: that so easy. I already have three shows in mind for you.
1: And, uh, boy, you see what I'm saying? This we're trying to make this as fan friendly, as showrunner friendly, and sponsor friendly as possible. Okay, so you know got- that you know the term "keep it simple, stupid." Yeah, absolutely. They got to be able to run this. I'm keeping it as simple as possible. Yeah, listen, bro, we come from the same
0: gen. <laughs> I'm to you because, listen, I'm, I love to be a jack of all trades and an expert in none. I just want to know the basic. And, yeah, sometimes I need help. Thank God for Google, but also thank God for good friends that know what the hell they're doing sometimes. that you could be like, hey, uh... <laughs> I love it. But bro, what you're doing here is just so exciting! I am digging the shit out of the energy behind this. I mean, and then it's not just about the shows, right? It definitely you, you have comic book bundles. I mean, there goes my peoples right there. Omen and Revelation. Big shout out to Big Mike Nunley and Steve Sellers. I mean, Doctor Sellers,
1: whatever. You <laughs> yeah, the fellowship me. of the B20. Those guys are awesome. They they've been part of our network for a full year now, almost a full year now. We've been playing oh, their stuff, right? I know. Books. books for ninety dollars. You fucking me up here, bro. 30, 30, all. If you want every PDF available on this campaign, you can get them all for ninety. That's a now right. we're, Wait. We're selling comic. We're not selling comic. I know we're not, we're but what what it, offering people something in return for helping us build this network. Yo, bro. But people need to be aware. Yeah, there's a you lot. You'll never
0: get there. thirty-seven comics for ninety dollars anywhere.
1: <laughs> there's a lot of good stuff there too. There really is. You can get Path of the Pale Rider number one, Redemption number one. Uh, let's see. You come out to like
0: two dollars and seventy-five cents each, just about or two dollars and eighty
1: uh, cents. About, I mean, yeah. it something like to Yeah, yeah. And like I said, it's to help us build the network, guys. It's not like I put a price on the on the on the content itself, I was like, if you throw 15 bucks at us, I'll throw three PDFs at you. Pick which set you want or whatever. Man. Yeah, it, it'll fuck just look at everything.
0: Yeah, got, got I a, you a, a book. Huh? I mean, you yeah. got sent by fucking Mike Barron, the legend. 25. Yeah.
1: I mean, are you fucking crazy? That's an actual book. That's an actual novel look okay, at that. with short stories called The Devil You Know Better. It's part two of R.J. Carter's edited series the first one was the devil you know this one is the devil you know better mike Barron did a story wow. in it nice heart fisher's in there mike baron's in there they both signed it i got one of those and it's number 13 of 25 ah number 13 of course number 13 yeah <laughs> rj knows me right we got an original art piece by Bill Moss. When that one sells, I have another one to put up and another one to put up. We got original oh. art by Jim O'Reilly. When that sells, I got another one to put up. You got t Shirt options. Look at it. Crocheted crumbs that Cindy Kep makes. <laughs> They're awesome. Okay? She lim- was limited to five. There's- yeah. Yeah. Yo, you know how many filmmakers
0: book- I know? Are you bullshitting me? And and are
1: they also up for the opportunity of monetization through their film? Yes, same thing, same deal, same ad thing. They put the ads where they want as often if they want them every 30 minutes, if they want them every 15 minutes, that's totally for them. Yo, Pop, Pop! I wish you were in front of me right now. I'd give you a hell of a hug. I mean, you're servicing all of Indy. I'm trying to I'm trying to build us something that's for us, bro. On. Oh boy, you can get your movie on Tubi, but there's a million movies on Tubi. Yeah, how are they gonna find yours? Okay, this is an untapped audience for us, guys. Okay, when they look at the movie section on our campaign or on our network when we launch this, how many movies are gonna actually be there? Tons, I'm sure. So because- there, ain't gonna be a huge, there, there ain't gonna be a huge amount of competition, you're not gonna be up against premiere movies like you would be on Tubi. You're going to be up here with other people like you. I love it. And yeah. folks, look, the breakdown once
0: again, because I need to remind you guys this is a hell of a project, an amazing project, and yo, to be on Roku, on the channel, look, look, look how cheap. I have looked into this myself because I know he's not lying about the cost. So this is an absolute Fucking sweet deal! Like, I wish I had a transcode and, and just open. it and Like yo, I got deals for you. Because yeah, at 20 dollars for a basic setup, up to two twenty five for five hundred videos. I mean, there is no place on earth that you could upload five hundred videos for two twenty five. No place. And this is this is the
1: thing that that totally blows me away. Match is building this for us. Okay. Now, if you get in on this campaign, those are the prices. If you come to us after the campaign's over and you're like, hey, man, I really want to get involved in this. Now you're on Max's free time. Oh, This this is the time that Max put aside for us. Get this deal now. If you wait and you come to him later, it could cost you four or five times because now you're in his free time. You want him to upload 500 videos next month? Gonna be two hundred twenty-five bucks, yo. You're gonna be on his time now. Yeah, cause you know how much time that is. Do you know that's how much time that is? Yeah. That, we we already have twenty-five hundred videos to upload. We got a lot of work to do. Okay, don't come to us after the campaign and expect a deal. Right. Wait a minute. Are you fucking with me on this right here? No, that's for real, right there. <laughs> I gotta tune in. I know this is gonna get funded there's a story that goes along with this now way back in the day on monday madness rich was doing his Incantessi campaign and we went out he said man if this thing gets funded i'll shave my head so we went out the last four hours of his campaign and we got him funded like six seven hundred more dollars right and he shaved his head right there on the show okay and it was great okay well, then he told my boy Doc, Doc Blaylock, when his campaign gets funded, he'd go out there and wax his back. Well, a couple of weeks ago on Doc's show, he went out and waxed his back because Doc's got Doc's campaign got funded, right? Then he made the mistake of saying that when this gets funded, he'll wax his chest like the 40-year-old Virgin. Oh uh, no, well that's gotta be worth something just to watch. Pledge now, yo. <laughs> right now, if you want to see a grown man scream like a baby, you know what I mean? That's crazy. I mean, when they did his back, I, I mean, I'm sure his chest is going to be a little harsher. Now, we do have stretch goals if we get there. You saw we have five different artists doing sketch cards on this campaign. Yeah, I see. So if we get to 6,000, we're going to take the fans' choice, the four they like the best, and we're going to make one of them uncut trading card sets. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hit that up, yeah. okay? At 7.50, the very first Krom Ashcan. Uh, if you're not familiar with Krom, he's that little green guy that's looking at you all over this campaign. He <laughs> is a internet troll. He is a legitimate internet troll. He was born on the internet and all of his related powers are through the internet and you'll mm-hmm. love Krom. That's the first Ashcan. His origin story, done by story and art by Doc Waylock. Good stuff. Good possibility if we get funded that we'll put some original art from that ash can up as well. But we got to get funded first, okay? I'm not giving away the original art of something that doesn't get printed. You know, we got to get to that point where we're actually printing it and then that art. We also have the Crime Sheriff Challenge coin where it'll basically say that you're a deputy of the madness and you help build the madness by pledging to this campaign, and that'll go to everybody that, that backs, right? At ten thousand, all that lovely hair you was talking about earlier will be donated to Lots of Love. I will cut my ponytail off.
0: You will cut it off, Pop least yet, bro.
1: And at well, good you know what? Let's cut it off, folks. And that's for a really good thing. Let's I'd get love it. to be able to cut it off. And all the money that we get over funding will go to marketing. Will go to an extra server. Will go to preparing for being able to do live streaming on Roku. Oh you do want to do and you go next I have a set ready to go live on on this
0: platform. I could be your, your Jimmy Kimmel or whoever the fuck is your favorite
1: late night person. I have a set ready to go. Ready. I'll tell you what, this this thing right here, if we get this funded, it's gonna look, I have total faith in the fact that it's gonna take off because it's an untapped on. Who Who wants to go to YouTube or
0: Vimeo to catch all these things, especially when you know they may be cut off? You go live sometimes, and they say something you know that YouTube considers wrong, and you get in the middle of a show. I mean, that's not even even fair. It ain't funny either. either. It ain't funny either. (laughs) You put in your time and effort to talk to someone, and all of a sudden a stream says, "Oh well," you said... So and so, because they're following the media narrative, so fuck before that. Now
1: here's the here's the kicker too. For some of the smaller channels, guys that can't even afford like StreamYard Pro. Okay, they're out here with a black background and you know what I mean, doing their shows. They can use our studio. Oh. Now you know what StreamYard Pro costs for you. Oh, I know, I know. I just saved you a whole bunch of money to join our network and you get StreamYard Pro. Bro, and we're going to have a fun thing, brother, because then we
0: could have a studio for you in the Northeast as well. So people who come in the Northeast to the studio where I'm at, which is a consecration studio, I think we need to talk even more eventually, brother, because I think that besides being a member of this, I think I want to definitely join up. But I think it could definitely help the network grow even fucking further.
1: Like I said, man, I see a big merger. If I could get, Everybody as excited as you are, everybody who has a small network, as excited as you are, we could really build something big. But it's I think really
0: people are getting their pops. And again, it's the comics related madness. I mean, look at all the amazing to- independent creators. You could see a lot of these people on the Comic Crusaders podcast, outside the panels, and of course on the Madness Network. I mean, Critical Wise. <laughs> I know me too. This is- I love this community because most of the names you mentioned. I know. Yes. but This is a this is small but amazing creative community folks that you definitely got to support. I know you guys may love your big two and your premiere, you know, but Indie, Indie is, listen, the Indie guys are the ones that make it to those other platforms that you wind up buying. So why not support them at their very beginning, at their start, especially through something like this, through Madness, because I think Pop is doing something here. That it's uber special, folks. And again, with 26 days to go, once again, a shout out to the 35 current backers. But it's a $5,000 goal, folks. They're currently at 12:53. dollars We have more than enough time to make the goal and go above that. So that way, these amazing creators have an opportunity to further showcase the goods. And I haven't backed the Kickstarter in a while because of a bad experience with Mr. Liefeld. I'll blast you. I never got my effing book. But uh, this one, though, this one, though, is something I definitely need to put my and the stated grant behind. Wholeheartedly, I put my seal of approval on this. Pop, thank you, brother. Thanks for trying to fucking help the community in a way it hasn't been helped. Thank you for being forward-thinking Thank you for even just doing it. And, I mean, at the value that it is and for such a small investment, the opportunity for monetization, I mean, you guys are going to make your money back, like, that most likely if you have a
1: great show. I'm I'm just looking at it like this. None of us are going to get to Roku for 25 bucks, guys. None. Plus. It's, it takes the village,
0: folks. takes the village, and that's what Pops is forming. The village. To bring comic books to the ethnic forefront of the streaming community through Roku, which everybody knows is the big platform. Who doesn't know what Roku is? Imagine finding a geek network. I listen not for nothing, but I, when I go on Pluto, for example, which is what I use sometimes, when I see a geek network that they have, I stop. I view. I laugh. I'm like, "Oh, these shit! This is my people. They're so funny sometimes." So thank you, Pops, again, being so forward-thinking and taking that mission onto to yourself. And I want you to know that Mr. Mega right here, my comic crusaders and my undercover capers, we're all here to support this, to make it happen. So I'm definitely going to be kicking in before it ends. Allow me to my next paycheck, however. You <laughs> I just got a card.
1: The beauty about Kickstarter, you can pledge today. They ain't taking no money till the first week in November. Oh, you know? I
0: know, but I want to be safe. But I got a new car note coming up. You know what I mean? And <laughs> I
1: got the pickmobile, so I got to make sure that that's also taken care of. Now, if you do want to talk seriously in the future about, you know, some serious merger type stuff, dude, look, investor to me is the same as a backer. I'm not trying to hoard this to myself. I'm trying to build. It.
0: Well, you and me both, and I have all the partners, so I think this is where we need to be at. So, folks, I'm going to show it one more time. Please support this amazing Kickstarter right now. If you're a fan of independent creators and comic books, if you're an independent creator with a dope show, you're an independent creator or a publisher that needs to put some commercials out there, yo, Pop has got your back. And I 100% and with Pops on this, I've been reached out by different people on my team even. They say, yo, you got to talk to Pop. I'm very happy I have because what he's doing is a wonderful mission to help future creators, the future star of this wonderful industry to have an opportunity to shine even earlier in their career. So let's make it happen by supporting this amazing Kickstarter now.
1: I, I get to throw the love at, at, at Michael Nunley because that's the first person in your network that I met last year. Got it. You brought the fellowship of the D twenty and the ORP and the CCP all to the network. Webby. Okay, and that's how I met Jeff. This is how I met you. You see what I'm saying? So community it's all community and all love when people get together with a real mission, a
0: mission about love. Because this we love this. Again, look at that. Like he said, like out of pocket stuff, doing this because again, I have five racks. I mean, hard on him, but
1: collectively. Oh, we yes. look, I, I even if I had five grand, dude, I'd just be doing. It. Are you and me both? We'd just be doing. It. I don't oh, want me. even right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, give me a break so I can invest in this. I'm gonna make America even better. <laughs> I'd have already sent that money to Max and said, let's do this. You know what? The fact of the matter is, though, is I don't, but I do have some killer art and comics for sale to help as well. Okay, if I gotta go out of pocket myself, out of my own stuff, yeah, bro, to make it happen. Uh, You see what I'm saying? When I can use everybody's help, I don't have. I could use everybody's mean I've
0: done that all my life, where I've given up. My personal collections, my personal collectibles, things that I love dearly. But guess what? It's not about me. It's about the greater good. It's about helping these creative talents. you know. And I mean, many of them are just so amazing. And all they need is that. just one opportunity to be seen. So thank you, uh, Pop, for putting this together. Again, Earth Talk Studios is the Madness Comic Network Roku platform. We have 26 days to support this, baby. The links are below. Make it right. It's Friday, and then we have another Friday, then we have another Friday. So you, we have three Fridays to go. So don't give me no effing excuse, folks. Don't be cheap. Let's make this happen. Yep. And then check, out what he's up to. check out what he's up to. Just visit the YouTube at Pops Van Zant. All right? Again, link is below. Yo, if you're talking about the group, the group, the group. Is right there on Facebook. Crow Madness. Link is also below. I mean, ask to join. Don't be a butthead. Be a good person with love. Let me tell you, they'll accept you so openly and you're going to have an opportunity to probably sell even more books. So
1: any last words before we go, Bob? This has got something. This campaign has something for everybody. But the ultimate goal is to level up. The ultimate goal is to go somewhere where it's not oversaturated, where your shows are going to get seen, okay, by people who care. Your ads are going to be seen by people who care because they wouldn't be watching those shows if they didn't care, okay? Let's put the right ads to go with the shows. Let's put your ads in front of comic people. If you've got a comic store or a convention, put your ads on our network so they're seen by people who actually care about comics, And pop culture and whatnot. We picked up seven new shows already. We have 10 people that have picked up sponsor tiers already. But one of those shows really blew me away. We got a guy out of Arizona called SK Hobbies. And he does RC cars. builds, Builds RC cars and stuff. And his show is about RC cars. He came to the network. Hobbies. Movies. We just want it for stuff we love, guys. For the stuff we love, bring your stuff to
0: the... Well, I'm gonna talk to one of my boys, which is an actual filmmaker. He got stuff. I'll send him your way. And hopefully, if you guys can agree to something, I'm pretty sure that he'd be happy to have exposure to his films via the network. Yeah. So, bro,
1: I'd love to have 15, 20 independent films up there when we launch, man. That'd be great.
0: Oh, oh, oh he got some films too. Let's go. So, with that, folks, you know. I'm Almega with the amazing Pop Van Zandt, the founder of the Madness Roku Network. The project is out now, Madness Comics, on YouTube. You get it done. Get it done. Pop's Van Zandt, all right? Right thing. Links is below. Show the love. My author tells you what to do with the exception of this. Check out my extended family over Undercover Capes. You got my boy Johnny. You got TDC. You got MPP outside the panel. Sloppy spoilers. You know, all that good stuff with us. So also, make sure to check out those amazing shows that got you covered on all the things that you love. And with that, assalamualaikum It's TVZ, próxima. Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit Crusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCaves.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the